0: Trivia Music Show of your favorite pop stars. Hey, hey, what is going on fam? Welcome back to another episode of Pop Muse, the Pop Music Trivia Show of your favorite stars. And for those of you joining in for the first time, We scour the internet and find lesser known facts about some of the big names, megastars, legends, or what I always say on every episode, some cool cats from the international and national stage to fill you in on. And let's see after this episode if you know as much as you think you know about some of these big icons in music. I'm TJ Reed, and I got my bro from Guangzhou in the studio. Hey, hey,
1: what's going on? It's your bro from Guangzhou, but in person, actually right in Beijing here. (laughs) (laughs) So, man, I want to get this started with a riddle,
0: if you would. I was just going
1: to say that. How about let's (laughs) reignite some of these old traditions we had, like... uh, 20 episodes.
0: I know, man. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I've had a few people tell me that they really enjoy these little riddles or these jokes. Yeah, the
1: only thing that's uh, fun in this whole show.
0: (laughs) I don't know about that, but all right, all right. Well, first, let me ask you this question. So, why did Mozart get rid of his chickens?
1: Because he is a vegetarian. I mean, I don't know. That's the first uh, answer that I thought
0: of. Okay, so the answer is because they kept saying, Bok, 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 bok.
1: Okay, so that sense for <laughs> another artist. <laughs> right. Okay, so I would, okay, I get it, I get it.
0: Good. <laughs> but you got it, that's most important.
1: Yeah, yeah, let's be fair, let's be fair. <laughs> Let me give you another one. All right, all right. Yeah, and mine is more music related, okay? So what do you call a cow? that can play a musical instrument
0: a cow that can play a musical instrument, instrument. Uh, yeah, let's not drag there for too long 5, 4
1: uh, 3, 2 I, 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 don't, I don't even know <laughs> yeah so a cow that plays mus- musical instrument will mm-hmm. be a musician Ah, come on (laughs) (laughs)
2: that's
0: ridiculous musician right (laughs) musician anyway man so who do you have for us today
1: Right, I've got like
0: a godfather status. Another godfather? I feel like we've heard this. Godfather.
1: We've heard, heard, I've mentioned another godfather. I think it's Jonathan Lee Mm. in the past. And I've got another (laughs) another godfather. (laughs) You can have more than one, I guess. I guess, okay. So another godfather status uh, type of figure in the Mendo pop world. Yeah, very influential uh, guy, a male musician.
0: Okay, so do you like this guy or you don't like him
1: at all or? i like him but he doesn't okay let's uh, save that for maybe <laughs>
0: yeah let's save save that for when we have more f- details about this who this person is all right all right well today i'm actually doing a musician that i personally really really like love i am ecstatic whenever i hear his music because it's just unique he's got mm. his own sound john legend he's been able <laughs> louis armstrong <laughs> Nah, man, he's been able to, he was able to fuse um, music like a lot of different genres and put it into his style. He's a pioneer in what he does. And he's a big household name in music. And I'm pretty sure you've heard some of his songs. Some some,
1: some Presley. You
0: You might know his. You uh, you definitely have heard his music, but you might not just know his name. So I'm I'm looking forward to putting you up on who this guy is. But before we do that, we always drop our disclaimer that everything we find on this show is Internet based. So some things could possibly be outdated um maybe some sites there might be some errors we encourage all of you listening or anyone that's listening to reach out to us let us know if there's any mistakes fact checked us we we really appreciate it and we love to you know hopefully we can update that onto a later episode so i'm going to go ahead and get it cracking with my artist let's go let's go ahead and start with fact number one now it seems that this artist was interested in music when he was at a very young age. Uh, he was only five years old, and his first instrument that he learned to play was the violin. Not because he wanted to, but kind of his dad pushed him into it. Okay, it's so what the parents wanted. Most likely. Since his dad was a mariachi musician. Okay. Mariachi. Is that like a Mexican instrument? It's a title for like a band of um, you know musicians, typically males that go into a band, uh, uh, oh, okay. a um, a venue and they perform. You know, they got the you know for the, the Spanish like a, guitar the, for the
1: guinsteñeras, <laughs> something like that, right? Right. I'm picturing something like that, or maybe for the day of the dad, yeah, yeah. The special
0: occasions, right? Special occasions. So he was eight years old when he was playing in this mariachi band for his uh, his dad and uh but he eventually he got bored with it because it was just too strict and he was playing the violin and he just wasn't really into it and i guess he got inspired by a guy named richie valens Okay, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this guy, but his um, he was one of the first Mexicans to kind of break into the American market. Okay, and um, unfortunately, he like he passed away right when he broke through. He passed away. He died in a plane crash, I think. That's yeah, unfortunate. So yeah, that guy really influenced him, and from there, he wanted he fell in love with the guitar and he started to kind of you know learn how to do that. So I was reading a little bit on grunge.com, and this is an American kind of rock star musician database fact database and this artist moved to tijuana when he was seven years old and he said quote it was a shock and he recalled to rolling stones that his father put him and his brothers to work selling gum on the street shining shoes and later on singing mexican folk songs as i mentioned uh, before This artist was pretty good with the guitar. He soon accompanied his father, who was kind of a bar musician or a mariachi, as I mentioned, uh, to gigs in dirt-floored saloons where he witnessed a lot of things. And I think as a young kid, he mentioned in his memoir that he saw just a police officer uh, sexually assault a prostitute. And I think that what? that's something that would just really um, scar anyone—not not just a kid, but a, a normal person. Because I mean, in this world or in this place, I mean, if it's, you
1: take t- those two titles away, yeah. just a man or a woman assaulting, sexually assaulting another person—yeah—even taking those titles away is still something that's quite shocking, especially right. for a kid.
0: Exactly, and just again, this place has a reputation where just anything goes, you know. Mm. Uh, but anyway, I was also during this period of scraping for a living in Tijuana, where he was abused, and it was by a family friend, an American, who would quote every other day. He would buy this young man, like uh, he would buy him food, he'd buy him clothes and toys, and then this guy would take him across the border to the U.S. for quote immoral and illegal purposes. Oh,
1: disgusting. So it's a family friend who was a, a guy
0: yeah oh. that took this boy and uh, molested him um i think this went on for a couple of years and um he realized that this person it's had horrible. some he had some issues and this is something that he clearly harbored with him throughout his uh, entire life um but at the age of 14 he had enough of performing in places that made him feel quote really sick and went off on his own he earned about nine dollars a week providing musical accompaniment to people in the industry right he he used to work in bars and strip clubs so he would play music there working on and off from 4 p.m to 6 a.m in the morning so pretty much all night long i have to say that's the standard hours for (laughs) for these facilities yeah yeah seriously And after playing in such an environment for a while, you know, this teenager found himself that he was sexually desensitized. And I think that that would make sense because just watching what he saw every day, he said, quote, it was just like, watching an assembly job after a while you learn that the most sensual thing is innocence and I think that obviously he lost it at a really really young age we're going to move on to fact number two and this is according to interesting facts world and wikipedia and my previous fact was also from factfile.org and wikipedia Um, so yes this artist was heavily influenced by bb king and little richard okay big names in the world of rock and roll. And uh, this artist moved with his family to San Francisco when he was a teenager. So after Tijuana, his family left and they went to San Francisco, so they got into the States. And he didn't want to go there. I think that he had trouble adjusting to the American lifestyle. In in
1: general, moving, it's hard. Fitting into a new environment, new school, new friends, it's hard for a kid.
0: And new culture as well.
1: Yes, and not to say that he as a kid had already experienced something very drastically different than his peers. Right. And I I think it's it's a very difficult situation for him because he probably had no one to talk to.
0: Mm, mm, right. And also he would, you know, with all the money that he had saved up from his work back in Tijuana, he was saving. So he saved money. He saved a lot of money. 15, and,
1: 14 years old.
0: Yeah, around this age. Wow. And he gave it to his mother for safekeeping because he wanted to save his money for immigration papers and also to buy a Stratocaster guitar, which I guess was a, you know, pretty mm. decent guitar okay. at that time. Yeah, but I guess his mother was taking the money and using it for rent for his sister's uh, dental work, I guess, and also just food and, like, other things. Game when he over. found out that his money was gone, that was kind of the last straw, and he ran away and went back to Tijuana so that he can do more work and, I guess, uh, re earn some of that money that was lost.
1: Yeah, you can't blame him because he wanted to save up, and yeah. it's kind of impossible to save money. I
0: would be pissed Being as well. around uh, <laughs> his family. Yeah, so he went back to Tijuana, and according to this source about a year later, his estranged family forcibly retrieved him, and um, he said that they, quote, actually kidnapped me. They threw him in a van and drove him back to San Francisco. I thought that that was kind of interesting. Yeah, anyway, he picked up some momentum in his music when he was back in the States from busking in the streets of San Francisco uh, to opening for notable bands, but he had another setback. When he was 19 years old, he had contracted tuberculosis, and this is, if you're not familiar with that, that's a really uh, nasty uh, disease that affects the lungs sometimes the Mm. brain and the spinal cord but uh, anyway if it's not checked you could you could die from it it's a very uh, dangerous so he was hospitalized through high school and ended up graduating while he was in the hospital because he was heavily medicated and tuberculosis is really hard to treat it gets immune to the uh, antibiotics so Mm. sometimes you have to always switch it up with more and more antibiotics so really tough but he yeah ultimately he got through that as well yeah
1: this illness is something quite serious but i think compared to what he went through Mm. in the
0: childhood
1: he was built a stronger person through Mm. all those experiences
0: possibly um, but he continued to perform And he went to the famous Woodstock Festival And performed there And then that's where he was yeah, discovered
1: I've heard that I think a lot of people have heard that name Is that the, probably Woodstock The biggest music festival Biggest. In the things-
0: that's right Pretty much And he was discovered by Columbia Records executive Clive Davis, very famous in uh, the world of music. We're going to move on to fact number three, and this is from C. Muse and Wikipedia. He became a naturalized U.S. citizen in 1965. His first hit single, wait for it, was evil ways back in 1969 for those that 1969. are 1969 1969 baby for anyone that knows this artist this is just a dead giveaway because this song is one of his bigger popular What songs. was it again evil some evil ways evil ways yeah it made it on the billboard charts selling 4 million records and so this album made it onto the Billboard charts. Wow! And it sold about four, 4 million records. million records for yeah. the first single. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their subsequent album also experienced massive success with singles like "Oye Como Va" mm-hmm. and "Black Magic Woman." Mm-hmm. So these are again these are, <laughs> their give giveaways. Yes, yeah. they, the people who know this artist, they're just like, oh yeah, this is. Totally, this guy. Uh, we're going to move on a little bit more. He had a unique hybrid genre of music that consisted of Afro Cuban, uh, Latin, rock, and blues rhythms. So, this is mm. kind of what his sound is. He's just combined, he has a plethora of different sounds that he puts together in his music. Um, but yes, he formed a band after his name, another dead giveaway. And um, the band members obviously would come and go, as we've talked about before on the show with the Eagles, right? You right. know, having fights and, you know, all kinds of craziness happening. Same with this band. Some would go. One of his percussionists was jailed for manslaughter, apparently. So one of the members. Well, yeah, hit the the, the percussionist. Hmm. He got jailed for I don't know how many years. And when he got out of jail, he was homeless for like 40 years. And somehow he was discovered and then he reunited. United with the band Um, he didn't eventually end up on the album because unfortunately this guy died in a freak accident he was walking down the street and a tire from I believe a a big vehicle a truck or something fell off shot off and it hit him (laughs) and killed him yeah that's what I mean See, it doesn't. It's something that doesn't normally happen, and it just yeah. came off. And it that's so unfortunate. It put him in the hospital for a little while. He was on life support, and then he ended up passing away. So that's why this, unfortunately, he didn't make it onto uh, the album. But um, anyway, random story. Yeah, I was wondering
1: what's the significance of this percussionist with uh, a. <laughs> it's a different guy, right? <laughs>
0: But no, just you know, it just shows the nature of having a band. You know, there was like seven. Yeah, people come, people go. Yeah, there was like seven or eight guys initially, and as time goes on, you have just creative differences, financial disputes, substance abuse, solo projects, and uh, in the '80s, this band's fame kind of waned a little bit. uh, For that reason, different, you know, they're going different directions. The main band member. In 1973, he got married and had a few kids. So yeah, a lot of changes happened in the uh, late 70s and 80s. Mm. Um, but anyway, we're gonna move on. Fact number four, and this is according to Wikipedia: in the 90s, he signed with Arista Records and reunited with Clive Davis there, and that's where his career kind of reboomed, uh, re yeah, reinvigorated there, revived. And some of that might have been attributed to him seeking some therapy during that time frame. Um, according to uh, Grunge.com, he explained that forgiving his abuser was key uh, to his own like personal journey. And he, and he said, quote, forgiveness is incredibly liberating. Whether you're a man or a woman who's been uh, raped or molested, you don't have to ruin the rest of your life and ruin your family's life by blaming yourself, uh, feeling dirty and ashamed. And I think for a lot of victims Of this type of assault They do kind of harbor A lot of guilt They feel like they, they blame themselves like they're the ones that they should have done more or they shouldn't have done this, shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't this, shouldn't that, and they, they harbor that guilt. and So that's why a lot of times they don't speak on it and they keep it inside, but it ends up kind of eating them up over the years.
1: I think that is a quite a common mindset for people going through such an assault. Yeah I think it's true that it's important to let it go and to not to blame such an experience on yourself.
0: But it's, t- it's really tough. Um, he also mentioned just burning all those things, you know, putting all those things in a letter and just burning and taking the ashes. And he said, plant some roses and put the ashes on it and watch it grow. And just ultimately just let it all go. But yeah, he also said that it has given him a chance to grow roses without the thorns. Yeah. So that was kind of a poetic way to put it. But just um, like you said, just letting it go, which is sounds easy but
1: I, I I think it's extremely difficult for his for someone like him mm. and uh, if, if I were him I, I, w- I wouldn't know if I, I'll be able to I think it's such a
0: huge um, scar S- scar yeah someone else did to me exactly exactly but yes anyway uh, he collaborated with a lot of superstars in his album which is something signature that this artist does a few of which were Wyclef John alright Big clue there, Lauren Hill, Matchbox 20's Rob Thomas, and they went on to produce the album titled Supernatural, mm. and that was his most successful album. Um, a couple years later, he released... The Shaman album that featured even more big names in the mute world of music, including Tina Turner, Michelle Branch, Chad Kroger, P.O.D., Seal, and much more. So yeah, that's just um, just giving you the goods here, man. This guy's <laughs> this is this guy's huge. But according to the San Francisco Chronicle. This artist wasn't always the most faithful husband and after their children were born, according to his wife in a memoir that she released titled Space Between the Stars, and this infidelity was detailed in this memoir. And so this artist ultimately uh, did a public apology to his wife and his kids for his, you know, indiscretions. But I think a couple years later, they ended up separating anyway. And, and that was after a marriage of 34 years. Yeah, 34, 34 years. 34 years. That's a long time. That's a very long time. So, yeah. In and tw- they divorced eventually? They divorced in, uh, I believe, wow. 2007. And so, but you can't really
1: blame the wife, or because he kind of wasn't well, faithful to his other half.
0: That's normally the the deal breaker for a lot of marriages. Right. But yes, the inner life of this artist grew alarmingly, you know, dark around this time, and he, according to this source, seriously entertained thoughts of suicide. And in 2008, he told Rolling Stone that um, he attempted suicide about 7 times and 7 times about 7 times yeah but yeah he also credits his spirituality and his faith for helping him out of that low place and he said quote you got to go through the darkest night of the soul to get to the brightest light of the day and um,
1: so it sounds like he eventually came out of that mm, depressing period
0: yeah he did and um and that was when he ultimately i think a couple years later he proposed to his uh, his current wife On the stage uh i think i believe she was one of his drummers and so yeah he Mm. proposed to her on the stage and uh she said yes so
1: okay happy ending for him
0: yeah more or less um we're gonna go on to our last fact here fact number five and this is according to the sound a new zealand media source and also uh wikipedia this artist was nominated for fourteen Grammys and he won about ten. Wow, that's do a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his first was in nineteen eighty eight for the track "Blues for Salvador," and I think this was when he was. Uh, it was a solo project of his. Uh, in nineteen ninety nine, the band won a total of eight Grammys for the album "Supernatural," as I mentioned, mm-hmm. being the the best album or the most successful album, and won again for the song the game of love very famous song again in 2002 so yeah just another side note here this artist has a chain of restaurants which I thought was quite interesting he named the restaurant after one of his most popular singles from his album supernatural called Maria Maria (laughs) all right that's the name. Okay. It opened in 2008. And there's now about five locations across San Francisco serving Mexican cuisine with a twist. Maria, Maria. All right. That's Okay. Th- that, that's all you're getting, bro. I've reached the end of my facts. This is just a huge, huge musician. He's on Rolling Stone's list as the 20th best guitarist in the world. So that okay. tells you the kind of instrument that he plays. I gave you the kind of genres. I gave you where he's from, I gave you his most successful album, and I gave you some really big titles and some of the people that he's collaborated with. So that's pretty much the end of my facts. Um, If you had to guess, or do you think you're going to need some time to look up? I think I could use some of these clues that you gave me. Okay. To look it up online. All right. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to look up this artist. That'd be enough. All right. Twenty-five seconds. Twenty seconds. That doesn't sound right. Fifteen seconds. Your <laughs> <laughs> sense of timing. Ten seconds. <laughs> Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Time's up, man. Who do okay. you got? <laughs> Who do you got?
1: Okay, so I wasn't able to find the name of this artist, but I was able to uh, find possibly the name of the band that he formed. Okay,
0: if and, you had to guess, uh, then, then what would it be? This
1: artist called Santana.
0: All right, all right. Let's hear what the judges say. Congratulations, my uh, man! Thank I tell you, you I swear you get much better reception in this studio than I do, man. I swear, I'm on here and I always either I either don't get nothing, no, nothing the, comes up, or we are
1: I, on equal footing here. <laughs> I mean, if if I had a better connection, I would have got, give, given you the answer by 15 seconds.
0: <laughs> Carlos Santana oh that's the full name carlo is a mexican-born american musician whose popular music combined rock jazz blues and african cuban rhythms with a latin sound santana their fusion of jazz rock and latin influences built them a hugely successful and lasting reign in the world of rock not afraid to shake things up santana has collaborated with diverse groups and staged one of the most successful comebacks of all time He's also been instrumental in helping to shape the concept of world music with his experiments with blending many styles of music from a multitude of ethnic sources. And today, it's really hard for me to share just one or two or three tracks from this musician. He's got so many really, really good ones. But Yoon Chi looked a little puzzled when I mentioned the name of the restaurant inspired by one of his most famous songs. So I'm definitely gonna play that one, probably one of his most famous singles, and that will be Maria Maria Maria. And that will be followed by another one of my personal favorites from Steven Tyler from Aerosmith called Just Feel Better. Check it out. Just Feel Better with Carlos Santana featuring Stephen Tyler from Aerosmith. I really like that track, man. I mean, it's... First track. time
1: I'm hearing the music from Carlos Santana, but yeah. I have a playlist of Latin music. It's got similar <laughs> vibes, but you yeah. can hear there. there's more a mix of like modern...
0: Yes, of course. Electric guitar sound from, from his music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- these days, I think with the collaborations on that album, Supernatural... It was largely commercial.
1: I just thought of uh, superstitious. (laughs) You said supernatural, but like I was thinking, very supernatural. Superstitious, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) That's the the track uh, that you got me thinking there.
0: Yeah, yeah, very different, but um maybe right along those lines. A very epic album for a very epic musician, and um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, love this music, love the tracks. Anyway, man, so who do you got for us today?
1: Right, just like I mentioned, another Godfather figure from the <laughs> China's Mando pop world. All right. All right, fact number one about this person is that he was born into a family (laughs) of teachers. Okay, a family of teachers in
0: Tianjin. Oh, man, I feel sorry for him already. Family so? oh, of okay. teachers. Yeah, actually,
1: his story doesn't have much about like a be- having like a very strict teacher parents. Sounds like
0: it. I mean, if yeah, you're teachers. Uh, if your parents were teachers, man. Yeah,
1: Tianjin. That's where he f- he's from. You know
0: anything about Tianjin? I've been there. It's a coastal, kind of a coastal city, right? Right there's next a, to Beijing. Yeah, there's a port there, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool city.
1: Yeah, the specialty about these cities is that people like to do stand-up comedy. the, chi- the Chinese stand-up comedy.
0: What really? Xiangshen, you know, you I know, had that. no. Yeah, I've heard about that, but I didn't know that Tianjin was kind of a you know a haven for that.
1: Yeah, they even joke about like the the traffic signs in Tianjin. They will have a, a traffic sign that tell the drivers not to do the the相声 while you're driving. Really? Because it's distracting. <laughs> Just imagine you're driving and then you're doing stand-up comedy, and then both everyone is laughing and then no one's looking at the street. Yeah, okay, it's safe. So then there's. It, I'm not sure if it's. Too, but so the why I brought
0: that so don't up don't be a funny guy while you're driving, huh?
1: Yeah, at least not driving. Some <laughs> some other times maybe yes. So the reason why I brought this up is because according to China News.com, this artist at age eight he already started doing a Xiang Shen duo with another guy called Dai Zhi Chen, who later became a pro stand-up comedian in China.
0: I think people need to know really quickly, I mean, for our listeners out there, what Xiang, Xiang, Xiang is. is. So basically,
1: you can take it as the Chinese stand-up comedy.
0: But it's like you're dueling. It's not like, because stand-up yes. is like one person. Yes. you gotta that's... have like one, another person responding to you. Okay, so you're, this is like a, a roast. Two people are like roasting each other on the stage. Kind of,
1: kind of. <laughs> I'm not an expert in相声, but yeah, one one of this deal is the like the leading person okay. that tells story, and uh-huh. the other person kind of reacts and asks
0: questions. Okay, so kind of like main. what we're doing on this show, pretty much. Yeah, way. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Every other half, <laughs> one of us is the leader, the other one is yeah. the clown. Yeah. Hey, <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, got it.
1: Yeah. So when because he came from Tianjin and uh. Uh, he already studied. Doing like Xiangshan, eight eight years old, right? Semi pro at age eight. Wow, and even one of the Xiangshan tycoons at that time wanted to take them under his wing. Yeah, but his mother didn't want him, so he didn't go on to that path. Oh man, of becoming a professional stand up comedian.
0: the teacher she wanted him to go and have a more,
1: yeah, that's where your expectation (laughs) It's accurate, right? Teacher family. (laughs) and this guy also this artist has a bit of like a mastery of all kinds of traditional artistry and uh, he could also sing a bit of Peking opera mm. and uh, a type of speed storytelling from Shandong province called Shu, like a storytelling in a very speedy pace okay right and uh, later when he went to college he also studied French literature and that's when he started to show a strong interest in music
0: and according to to southern people weekly because do- that french literature just wasn't hacking it huh so he was just like this is lame i want to do music instead <laughs> maybe i'm not sure <laughs> right. but
1: maybe he has a yeah because all these stuff are a kind of traditional
0: yeah okay
1: yeah but according to Southern People Weekly, during his university days, he participated in a French songwriting competition held by the French embassy in China, and he actually won the first prize and the sponsorship from the French government to go on a tour to Paris. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Yeah, definitely. That's a fun experience. All right, that's fact number one. And fact number two.
0: So he's old enough to where he can go on this thing and his mom will be like, no, sorry, we don't. Don't want you to do that?
1: Yeah, because by that time he was in college. Okay, cool,
0: cool, right. cool, cool. Okay, I was just waiting for you to be like that, nah. but his mom was like, "Nah."
1: No, no, no. There was no. Okay. Yeah. Now, fact number two: um, this artist's music is to a large extent tied with the Chinese TV dramas. Okay. Okay. That's how he became famous. And I think that's most of his works appeared in, in the Chinese TV
0: dramas. Okay, so if you watch TV dramas, then you'll definitely know who this guy is. Definitely.
1: I think every Chinese, you don't have to watch TV dramas to know him. If you're from China, you would know this person, for sure. <laughs> okay, alright. But no pressure, because you're not from China. Yeah, so. <laughs> and uh, his fame like quickly rose in 1988 with two TV dramas playing on China's central television. And according to Ynet.com, for a long time, one of these two dramas plays on Mondays Wednesdays and Fridays and the other drama plays on Tuesdays Thursdays and Saturdays okay so, so basically yeah you, his music every yeah, if day. you're watching the television at during that time there's no escaping yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's either this show or the other one and you would hear uh, he's singing for, yeah. yeah for the theme songs for either one of these two TV dramas
0: I was gonna say that's a great way to get your music out there your voice and just become a household name because yeah whether people like it or not they're gonna hear your voice
1: yeah I don't hear that many Tracks becoming famous from the Western TV dramas. The one I can think of remotely is the dun 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 dun
0: and I must I must have missed that one. No, no, from from Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, yeah. Not even a song, just the music. it's just the music. Just the melody,
1: right? And yeah, that's where his fame rose from these two TV dramas. And of course, later he wrote, produced, and sang for more TV dramas, but. We have uh, some uh, infos about other aspects of his uh, career. And according to inewsweekly.cn, in 1994, this artist was invited to perform in New York's Carnegie Hall. Carnegie Hall, okay. Wow. Big shot, all right. Big shot. And in the next year, he was invited to be the judge at, okay, Cervo de Aur music festival I'm not sure if I butchered that name but probably it's translated as the Golden Stack music festival which is the most popular Romanian song contest I was gonna
0: ask you where that was because I was like that's not America no it's not yeah it's somewhere
1: in Romania and he was invited to be the judge for that music festival okay and uh Somewhere in the 90s, he became the first artist from Chinese mainland to sign with Sony Music. Okay. Okay, and then in 2000, he was the only Chinese male musician to be included in the global edition of Sony Music 100 years soundtrack for a century.
0: Huh, sounds like, yeah, he's, he's uh, notable. Big shot, sounds he's like a big like, shot, yeah. Sounds
1: a big shot. All right. Okay, last, last but not least, um, he performed La Vion Halls. Does that ring a bell?
0: No, not at all. That doesn't Rose. sound English at all. Is that French
1: or? It's probably the most f- famous French melody. Hold me tight and hold me close. This magic spell you can. This is La all
0: No, sorry. But <laughs> he performed
1: this French melody mm. with French actress Sophie Marceau. Okay. Who is the Queen Isabella in Braveheart?
0: Okay. Queen Isabella in Braveheart. Oh, she was gorgeous. Mm. I remember that movie and okay, I, remember I remember that, that actress. Face. Yeah, but yeah. he performed
1: together with this lady on the 2014 Spring Festival Gala in China.
0: Okay. Wow. 2014? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I wasn't here here in China.
1: Right. Next part. Fact number three. We have a bit of his relationship. Um, not history, but just info all right and this is according to sohu.com um so he's been known for being very loyal to his wife okay sorry to disappoint you uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no it's not disappointment at all no, I mean, juices,
1: no juicy story about quite interesting story here <laughs>
0: no that's um, that's that's good and and i think depending on where you're at you kind of have to have this persona otherwise you yeah, be, yeah, I have you'll said, be destroyed
1: <laughs> most celebrities they have bad uh news in terms of this
0: right right a few a few of them like uh Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he's kind of a ghost. You don't hear too much about his life. I think John Legend is probably another person where there's no issues.
1: Yeah, Keanu Reeves. I think he's known for his love that passed away some years ago and he's been... Isn't that a
0: movie, like John Wick? It's that's that's the same thing that happened in John Wick. Are you sure but we're not talking that, about a movie? I think that's also the, the, the
1: real-life story for Keanu <laughs> Really? I don't, yeah. I don't
0: know, man. I'll have to look that up.
1: Yeah, but anyway, for, for this artist I'm introducing, and uh, his relationship story starts from... Hunan TV was producing the New Year Gala, and uh, they sent their hostess to invite this artist over from Beijing to perform in Hunan. And that's probably when he had, uh, like, a, a first-sight crush on the Oh,
0: love at first sight Love at huh?
1: first sight, yes And <laughs> uh, after he finished his performance in Hunan He invited her on a trip to Zhang Jiajie.
0: Right? Oh, this is that place that was in that movie Avatar, right? Yeah, probably like a very natural, scenic uh, type of place. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And, and uh, during the trip into Zhang he wrote a song for her in French. Even though she couldn't understand what the lyrics say, <laughs> she was still deeply touched.
0: Of course, it's
1: French, right? Sincerity. Everything yeah. sounds like Fancy.
0: croissant. <laughs> croissant. <laughs> is that a
1: brat? Isn't that
0: pastry? a pastry, yeah. Uh,
3: it's a pastry.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it was... Kind Clearly, a uh, like love at first sight situation for mm-hmm. this artist, and uh, but what's amazing is that on the way back from that trip, it was only a nine days trip.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay,
1: they just barely met. Yeah. They were kind of in a professional
0: relationship, right? Yeah. Uh, show business. Well, not anymore. I mean, he's singing croissants in her ear <laughs> and on a, on a boat. Making pastry for her.
4: <laughs> but
1: on the way back from that trip to Zhang Ziajie, he uh, had a sudden inspiration and proposed to her on the train back. Oh, man. And uh, what's amazing is that uh, she said yes. <laughs> yeah, she did say yes. Yeah,
0: that's definitely. It was like amazing. a very quick falling in love situation uh, and a marriage. <laughs> Right. On, on that same boat, like they they just did it all. Okay. Same boat. <laughs> well, yeah, you said they were on a, a cruise or a boat. No, a train right? on the oh, train. back. Oh, it was a train. it's okay. a train. Okay, okay. So the marriage—it's a, it's a moving vehicle anyway. The marriage train. Okay. She said yes, and then like the uh, the marriage crew came out with everything and married them that same <laughs> now, trip it, it, or what?
1: That was in the year 1988. <laughs> they don't have that much like a cliche, <laughs> this designed uh, proposal <laughs> thing. But they've stuck with with each other,
0: especially stuck with each other. That doesn't sound very romantic.
1: They. Stick with each other, or they have been with each other for s- all these years. And, okay, uh, all right. Especially given how popular this artist is, mm. and I think it's kind of respectful to stay in to stay so loyal to your other
0: half how do you know he's loyal i mean they're together but that, they, just, that just means they didn't divorce
1: yeah they are together and just uh and in 2013 so it's their 25th anniversary they actually held a, it's called a silver wedding okay in greece to re- the, renew their vows
0: oh okay yeah
1: it's a thing A silver wedding I think mm. there's probably a golden wedding. Yeah. Two I, I, times
0: two. I've heard about that where people renew their vows or they just kind of have like a second wedding or something like that to let people know that, yeah, we're still in love and we still want to do this. So right. I think that's that's really cool.
1: Right, That's was fact number three. And now we are at number
0: four. I mean, was that like a famous fact? Like the people here in China like will know that, okay, this dude did that. Is it like a really big clue or...
1: I... Not as big as those who have... Have cheated or <laughs> had an affair. <laughs> because the bad news they spread faster. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If they've been married for this long, these usually people don't remember this so well. Yeah. Yeah. But it's worth mentioning,
0: right? It so, is. Nine days and proposed. I mean that's that's pretty reckless, but in this case it worked yeah, out. <laughs> it worked
1: out eventually. <laughs> right. So it's nice to spread a bit of a positive energy and to yeah. reestablish your faith in <laughs> In, in love, love right. and in marriage, <laughs> right? That was fact number three, and now we are at four. Despite his popular career uh, or in the show business in China Mm -hmm. he's never given up his secondary job yeah he's still got a secondary job secondary job okay he kept his
0: day job all right. he's been teaching doesn't trust this music thing
1: (laughs) maybe yeah (laughs) but he's been teaching history of western music oh wow really history of western music and in the university of international relations
0: those teaching genes are still in him and he just maybe maybe it's something to honor his parents because sometimes parents want you to do something you know and I guess he's comes from a teaching family and maybe yeah. he's just kind of living up to that you know like we did an artist called was it Priscilla Chen mm. and she was a big star and she gave it up to go back to school for her parents so maybe for this guy he's kind of doing the same thing maybe. for his parents
1: possibly yeah mm. and I was uh, he seems to be quite a beloved respected down to earth professor in a very uh, among these very popular high ranking universities in China.
0: And, you know, I would imagine yeah. like he probably gets a lot of love because it's really f- unusual. Celebrity. He's a celebrity and he's teaching. Yeah, yes. so I'm sure people are tripping over themselves to have his class. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he has all these connections. Totally, and you
1: totally s- called it. Of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, and I was digging into this and I, and I found some of these like uh, accounts. On this Chinese Quora-like website Mm -hmm. And these people, they claim to be a student of his classes Mm -hmm. We have like uh, these users called uh, Pong Pong Chubby Chubby (laughs) And some other anonymous users And uh, so during the breaks of his classes, he would often go out for a smoke Mm -hmm. But not a cigarette He would smoke from a pipe
0: Okay, that's yeah. more distinguished, you, know. It's, you yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what the uh, you know Sherlock Holmes and yeah, all yeah, of these yeah, with you a, like, know, uh, English, uh, right, right, thing. Right. And, okay. uh, <laughs> Too cool for school.
1: Yeah, during his like smoking time, there would be students and non-students going over and asking for a signature uh-huh. uh, from, from this guy.
0: He loves it. He's like, yeah, let me go get my. my ever,
1: <laughs> I think he's quite a kind of low-key person. Last fact: it's a mix. Of very obvious um, <laughs> events from his career. Okay. All right, so he used to sing the theme music called Heroes' Song or Hao Han Ge for the fiction TV drama, Water Margin, also known as Outlaws of the Marsh.
0: Never heard of it. All right.
1: Right. But that's okay. Yeah, And uh, some year later, 2010, he produced music for historical fiction called Empresses in the Palace, which is probably the first Chinese historical drama that kind of went abroad okay, yeah, and this show is currently receiving eight point four out of ten on i m d b yeah, it's quite uh, there are some it's got some fans,
3: yeah, okay.
1: I have some other facts here, but i'm gonna speed tell from for this part, yeah, so he was among the first groups of singers to be on the voice of China. He was the first batch of judges okay on the voice of China, and uh also the first group of musicians to attend. The first edition of Singer, where Jesse J won oh, the first place from, right, what right. we've covered in the recent episodes, this is literally the last fact, in 2008, mm-hmm. he and Sarah Brightman. Does that name ring a bell? Nope. They together performed the song You and Me on the opening ceremony of Beijing Olympic Games.
3: Okay.
1: Right. So that's why if you are from China, you would know who this person is. (laughs) And according to Baidu Biker, that song was selected from over 98,000 submissions from the world. Okay. And uh, if you're going to look something up, I think that's... Probably. probably a good place to start. <laughs> that's
0: where you start from. <laughs> who performed uh, on... Alright, well that's probably where I'm going to start right now because I have no idea who this person is. Okay. 30.
1: <laughs> 5. Okay, now. 20. That's a huge... <laughs> 15. Ten. Mm. Okay, I think we are we are good
0: I think so um, hmm.
1: So you got a name Well,
0: I see something here And I have two Chinese names And wow. one of them I recognize mm. And the other one I don't So <laughs> or Do you mean that's the one that you're able to pronounce? <laughs> uh, so, if I had to guess who this person was Based off of what was revealed to me um, I know that it's not Zhang Yimou because this is a famous director, right? That's
1: director. So
0: it has to be this guy Liu Huan. Mm-hmm. If that's the, um, mm-hmm. if that's right. So I'm gonna go with that guy's name. That's right. You got it. Right, so this
1: artist is none other than the Chinese singer, songwriter, also music educator <laughs> Liu Huan, <laughs> professor, pipe smoker. Right, pipe smoker. <laughs> yeah. Actually, one student says he loves he or she loves his look during his pipe smoking because he looks like a, a pondering philosopher.
0: Okay. Right. And okay, so pipe smoker and train serenader. All right. Train ser.
1: Oh. Serenader.
0: Train proposer, I guess. Train proposer. (laughs) Yeah,
1: you remember that romance. (laughs) And Liu Huang is one of China's modern era pioneers in pop music. And he's been combining his music career with teaching the history of Western music at the Beijing University of International Business and Economics in Beijing. And the two songs I have for you... The first one is a song called The Crescent
0: Moon. The Crescent Moon, okay. Something
1: nostalgic. All right. And that will be followed by a theme song for, well, that's from a childhood uh, animation called Lotus Lantern called... The world in my heart. It's got a bit of a Hakuna Matata vibe in this music.
0: <laughs> Well, I've heard of the Wait Lotus Lantern, so. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's quite a famous, it's quite a big uh, animation. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing that. But before we get there, man, I'm going to go ahead.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's a different song. We're going to call it for this episode, folks. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Pop News. Be sure to tune in for another exciting trivia and we look forward to catching you again on this program. I'm TJ Reed and it's your boy Inchi here. <laughs> Take it easy folks, we will see you next time. Be here. Peace.
3: 有一個萬萬的餘量小桥优优独播剧场心上 In